0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live
3: right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's episode edition of Calvary Live. So grateful to be a small part of the huge work that God is doing in your life. And wherever you're listening, we want to welcome you on board to the Calvary Live family, whether you're listening on Hope FM, Truth FM, Grace FM, Radio by Grace, Higher Rock Radio, online, literally around the world, we welcome you to the show today. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, and I'm your host today, taking your calls and your questions, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000 is the number taking your calls and your questions. Give me a call. Text me 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. And even as I'm setting everything up right now, I'm setting everything up. I'm getting my, my screens in order so I can see the texting and everything. I got this email that says, We Hello, beloved, I'm a doctor and I'm going to donate to your ministry $25,425, but I can't donate through your website or PayPal, debit or credit card. Uh, Instead, I need you to send uh, information by email so that we can arrange for you, for us to get you this money. And I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but the... um, the uh, scammers are getting more creative and uh, more press pushy and uh on and on that goes and you know I'll oh, here oh now I'm looking at my spam folder and I've got a bunch of emails uh from this guy three oh three six nine zero three thousand three oh three six nine oh three thousand uh take taking your calls and your questions. Let's go right to Strasburg, Colorado. Wani, welcome to the program.
1: Hi, Pastor Ed. Um, I'm going to be very brief. I just okay. want to thank you for your message last night. Um, I was not able to attend. I was taking care of my grandchildren. Yes. I'm sure um, had, has attended the school and so we've been talking about things and he said, Mama, I don't understand what is what is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. What is mm. the unforgiven sin? And you explained it so well. And um I just wanna thank you. I oh. I didn't know how to answer him, honestly, Pastor Ed. Yes. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much.
3: You're welcome. That's encouraging. You know, I'm that's uh, I'm very grateful that, that we can take such a complicated truth and make it easy enough for a kiddo to understand yes that's great bye. well okay. thank you
1: thank you pastor Ed.
3: bye 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 303 690 is the number Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. 690 very encouraging uh i think that uh those that um the the when somebody gives a compliment uh, like an appreciation with Wani here, or even sometimes it won't come as a kind of a backhanded compliment, where uh, someone might come up after a service and go, "Oh, that's too simple. I need the meat or whatever." I, I'm, I'm always reminded, uh, whether it's an encouraging note, uh, uh, appreciation like Wani or or the other side, that my responsibility is to take the the Bible and make it easy to understand, not harder, uh, and. That is really uh where I spend a lot of my effort uh you're you know coming to our church or listening to the radio broadcast. <clears throat> it's not going to be coming to a seminary class uh, it won't be a heady bible study in that regard, but i will excuse me, I had to cough I will give the <clears throat> excuse me the meat of the word the substance of it, but I want to. Simplify these concepts so you can grasp them, whether it's an explanation or an illustration or a comparison. And I'm grateful uh, that, that that teaching last night um, was a blessing, and a kiddo can understand what the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is. And by the way, uh, if you want to connect with us here at Calvary, uh, you can do that by downloading our free app, and that'll even give you access to Grace FM. Um, but you have we have a lot more info on the Grace FM app than we do our our church app. You know, depending on what you want, church app is all about our church, Calvary Church. Go to your app store, put my name in there, Ed Taylor. Uh, there's literally hundreds of Calvary churches in the app store, so put my name in. Boom, it'll pop up the Calvary Church app. Download it, turn on notifications, uh, and you have access to 22 years worth of ministry here, Bible studies and such. And then of course the Grace FM app uh has Calvary Live archived there and other resources related directly to Grace FM. And of course, whatever station you're listening this to, you should connect with the station. Uh, you should connect with the um ministry that is providing this to you uh, so that you can stay in touch with what God's doing both with us. I think you should. I think you should connect with us, but also locally so that your family of believers and your family of resources. Continues to grow. 303 690 3000, 303 690 3000, or you can text me 720 336 0897. Uh, We got a prayer request. Um, uh, Pray with me or pray for me because I'm struggling with depression and insomnia, and I've been angry at God. Over losing my dad to COVID, and going through what seems like needless emotional turmoil. Well, I do want to pray for you. Um, I understand um, a portion of the depression and insomnia together, uh, because your mind is racing, and yet you're, you know, however you're feeling, you're just not able to sleep, and it makes everything worse. You know, not being able to sleep just exacerbates everything. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the loss of your dad. Um, I'm sorry for even the way that so many have handled COVID uh, and made it political or made it whatever it, it could be in a different context and forgot about the human part that in many ways COVID did great damage to people. Uh, lives and families like you. Uh, and I want to acknowledge that and affirm that in your life, that we hear you, um, we see you, even though that would be metaphorically right, because you're on the radio, uh, and we pray for you. And I know that the Lord will give encouragement. You'd, you'd be surprised uh, throughout the scriptures how how much, and maybe we wouldn't use the word depression like we do in our culture today, or our, our time, our you know how common you know the common use for that, but how much discouragement and despair is all throughout the Bible. Um, so here's what I want to do: uh, anyone that's dealing with depression or grief, uh, I have a couple of things. Text me 720-336-0897, and I'll send you a link to the best book biblically on the topic that I have found. Uh, and it's helped me greatly. We even made it a pick of the month. So you just text me and ask me um, you know, for the book on depression or resources on grief, and I can, I'll can send that to you. Yeah, I'll just return that text. It won't be any hard work for me with a bunch of links uh, that you can access a lot of information on this topic. Uh, and, of course, uh, you can always visit edtaylor.org, edtaylor, E-D-T-A-Y-L-O-R, .org, and I write on this all the time. I write on ministry, uh, life, and grief. And I'm always posting a couple times a week. Uh, if I'm if I'm doing well, <laughs> if my if I if I'm doing well and I have capacity, um, I post a couple times a week. And um, and then if I don't, then I don't post. And you can just read the archives. But all that's available three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Father, I pray for this um, person who is dealing with depression, insomnia, anger um, over losing, and all the emotional trauma of losing their dad. I pray that you would comfort them. You are the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulation. I pray that into their life today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. We're going to go over to Berthoud, Colorado. Brad, welcome to the program.
0: Hey,
4: thank you, Pastor Ed, and, You're and welcome. like many other uh, people have said, I want to thank you so much for the, the, just the uh, wonderful ministry that you and your church has put together through this radio station. It's incredible, and I'm, I'm proud to be able to support that.
3: Thank you but so much.
4: It, it's been fantastic. Yeah. But my question is... Um, <laughs> I've been reading through the scripture and trying to find different passages. Who do you specifically pray to? Because Jesus said, you know, our Father. Who are, So you pray to the Father. But then there are sections where he says, whatever you ask in my name or ask me and yes. I shall do. Yes. And then at the same time, I also feel like I'm kind of ignoring the Holy Spirit because that's God too. Sure. And I don't want to insult him. And <laughs> does it? I mean, when you just pray to God, you are praying to all three of them, essentially. But so I, I just kind of struggle yeah. with that a little
3: bit. Well, there's what? a couple of way, a couple of answers to that. Number one, when you, when you do pray addressing God, you are addressing the triune God. They're one. Uh, and, and so you have the opportunity to address them um, in the ways that the Bible instructs. Um, you can speak to the Father. You can speak to the Son because they are distinct uh, and that there is a distinction in the triunity of God um, but in any type of prayer the Trinity is always involved and and here is the second part of the answer that will help you uh, as you address the Father or you address the son or you address the Holy Spirit all of those um, ways of prayer are acceptable biblically and there is a pattern that can help you when you're thinking of however you, whoever you would like to address uh, in the Godhead. And that is, you could say that we pray to the Father uh, in the name of the Son, in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Trinity is always involved in your prayer life. Even in those times when you, can't, you don't even know what to say, the Bible says the Holy Spirit is there to give you the words that can't be uttered. And You can address anyone in the Godhead, you can address all in the Godhead, but each time you do pray, the Godhead is involved in your prayer.
4: Oh, thank you. I really like that. There's times that I felt, you know, not worthy to talk to the Father, Mm. that I should be talking to the Son because He's our advocator. (laughs) You know, I, I guess I still struggle with that, not worthy to be in the throne room, so to speak.
3: And I think that the, that sense of condemnation um, is something that we just have to revisit all the time and go, no, Lord, I know you said there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And I'm in Christ, so I come to you on the authority of Jesus and not my own failures.
4: Well, thank you, Pastor Head. And I appreciate your work and appreciate the fact that you're so willing to be open to the Holy Spirit, because he sure mm-hmm. is speaking through you.
3: Thank you very much for your encouragement. Bless you, my brother. Thank you. God bless you, brother. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and questions. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live. If you're listening on the Radio by Grace or Grace FM networks, and this is not a—it uh, hasn't been said at the beginning of the program that it is an encore presentation, you're listening live. Uh, so we're ca- talking live, maybe a three- or four-second delay, whatever that is, uh, that we have to do for radio, but I mean, it's live, right? And then if you're on Hope FM or Truth FM or Radio uh, or Higher Rock Radio, you're listening to this one week delayed, which all that really means is when you hear the show, you can call in, talk live to the host, and then you get to tune into your, your station next week and actually hear yourself on the radio, which is really cool and uh, very encouraging. 303-690-3000. Uh, we're going to head out to Maryland now. Kim, welcome to the program.
1: Hi, good evening, Pastor Ed. How are Hi, you? Kim.
3: I'm doing well. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm very stressed. I'm calling to request prayer. Okay. And And um, it may sound kind of silly, but it is... Um, I'm disabled and having severe financial stress. Okay. And the last bit of money, um, I... Pretty much used to try to save my um, therapy cat's life. Oh, wow. um, who, who couldn't um, breathe properly? Yes. And she was diagnosed with um, uh, uh, bronchitis, feline okay. asthma, okay. which only affects 1% to 3% of felines between the ages of one in seven, okay. so it's very rare, and I almost lost her on Memorial Weekend, and God actually gave me a miracle and sent a family, they drove three hours round trip from Virginia to bring inhalers to save her life wow. and a asthma chamber to give it to her, and she's having a little bit more trouble breathing. And they men- mentioned um, euthanasia today. Okay. And I'm calling to ask for prayer for okay. Caroline Huggy Kissy Bear.
3: All right. Because
1: um, she actually hugs your leg like a little toddler when you come home, even if you just mm. go out to get the mail and come back in to be picked up and to be held cuddled,
3: and she sleeps with me. Oh, wow, what a blessing. Well, let's pray. Let's pray. Father, I pray for this precious woman in Baltimore, my sister Kim, and just hearing the distress on her on her voice and the challenges she's facing with her precious little cat who brings her great joy and great happiness, and all that she's heard from the veterinarian and all the things that she's concerned about has just added more stress. So I pray you would strengthen her, Lord. It is very evident that you have blessed her with this animal um, to bring great joy and great encouragement in her life. And so I pray for her, not only uh, related to her to her cat, but also related to her heart and her mind before you. And so bless her, Lord, and encourage her in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you so much, Pastor okay.
3: Bye-bye. All right, three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Taking your calls, um, and just man, everyone's in a different state of of life, you know, and everyone has a different um, burden that they carry. And may the Lord help us to be faithful, to love people in Jesus' name. 303 uh, 690 Where are we? We are going over now to Georgia. Uh, Belinda's on the line. Belinda, welcome to the program. Hey, Belinda. Are you with us? Belinda had a, phone, uh, a question. Is it a form of blasphemy? that the rainbow is used in the LGBTQ flag when God originally used it for one of his promises. And I would say in a general sense, yes, for those that are using the rainbow that God specifically um, used as a sign of his faithfulness and promise, then it's absolutely blasphemy. I, I think the lifestyle in and of itself, the choice of, Homosexual life is blasphemy. I think that the, um, the denigration of the marriage, as God defined it, is blasphemy. But yes, I do think there were motives involved using a rainbow and now a multicolor, all the different colors as this um, movement, uh, this cultural movement, really is more than anything uh, trying to communicate themselves. I, I do think that um, it is extremely blasphemous. Um, and I was reminded, I, I mentioned this last night because we were, uh, as even Wani had called earlier uh, and talked about, the shared about how last night was teaching on the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, blasphemy is a sin that can be forgiven and it is a sin that can be overcome. Um, and I was reminded, um, you know, first of all, I, I shared in the context of the Bible study, um, that I was a blasphemer um, and and I was um, unfortunately in a very horrific way before I was saved. And I'm grateful that the blood of Jesus Christ forgave me for all the wicked sin that I was living in, but I'm not the final authority. God is the final authority. And you remember the Holy spirit spoke through Paul and Paul said this when he wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy 1, verse 12. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, although I was formerly a blasphemer. And Paul, too, was a blasphemer. One who, uh, this word in the Greek language, blasphemos. Uh, can uh, mean to be abusive reviling to destroy a good name to slander uh, to utter words against God and divine things and uh, yeah I do believe that the flag that the LGbtq flag can certainly be um, viewed as a form of blasphemy yes and the lifestyle even more so Taking your calls and your questions. Uh, Let's see what I have on my call. Let's head over to Pennsylvania again. Jordan, welcome to the program.
2: Hi, Pastor Ed, how are you?
3: I'm doing well, Jordan. What's going on?
2: Yeah, so um, I had a a question um, just about differences in a marriage and how to deal with them. So, the specific question I'm calling about is, uh, there's a TV show um, that my wife likes. Um, I don't think it's appropriate to have in the house. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called Modern Family, but um, you know, it just promotes a lot of things that, you know, we're as a Christian, we're against at uh, this time. Sure. Uh, well, always, I should say, but um, I've talked to her about it, I just said you know, you, you can't really escape you know, there's sin everywhere around us, homosexuality or adultery, but in this show I just feel, you know, they the people in the show it or yes. certainly accept it, and there's no indication that they, anyone thinks it's wrong so for those reasons I say you know, it's, it's wrong I don't think we should have it in the house she okay. has a different opinion and we have talked about it several times, but
4: okay. currently
2: it's just uh, at the point where, uh, you know, she's not going to have it on around her kids or around me. But okay, good. I, I can't change her heart, so I'm right. just praying that you know her heart changes. But I was seeing, you know, what what can I do? I'm I'm the head of the house, so I feel that. When something like that comes into my home, you know, as a as a husband, ultimately, I think God holds me responsible to something
3: for me. Sure. So. Well, you know, it's certainly challenging when you have been married for this time and now there is a conflict of what's in the home and how the relationship works with one another. You know, the loving my wife as Christ loved the church, a wife submitting to her husband as unto the Lord... Um, you know, a radio program isn't gonna uh, isn't gonna really solve your problem. Um, what I would suggest you do is make an appointment with your make an appointment with your pastor or a, a trusted counselor, a biblical discipler in the in your local church. So you guys can really talk this out. Um, it's important that you talk it out because it's a sign actually of a bigger problem. And I think you recognize that, um, but it is a sign of a bigger problem. And the bigger problem is there is a great disagreement and a lack of intimacy and unity in your marriage right now. Um, and and this is just an indication of, of that. And so even if you guys were to solve this situation, um, it is still going to require to really visit some of the other things you guys are dealing with. Um, and so I want to encourage you to m- talk to your wife and say look honey you know we don't agree um, we know the reasons would you let's go sit down and let someone uh, referee this for us and help us um, so that it's not a point of contention um, it's not a point of uh, constant arguing and being upset with one another and all the other things that come with that um, that's what I would Suggest you do because the points you raise are valid, and um, and I think that the in in reality to uh, how you how you guys choose to, of what is allowed in your home and what where you guys make um, those types of decisions, the best way is to have pre approvals or pre agreements so that it, there's no shocking uh, display of argument or anything that might come up that you guys already agreed on it. And then if there is a, a weak moment or a challenging time, you can go, but but we've already agreed on this. Let's just go back to our agreement. Um, but I think it'd be good for you guys to sit down with someone at church. Okay. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for my brother as he processes this uh, with his wife. And and I know many people are listening in. There's, there's this minor, but at the same time, major uh, disagreement. over over what to watch, what to listen to, where to go. And we just pray for wisdom that we might um, follow with uh, what uh, Joshua said. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I think it's important, God, that you help us agree, both on this and in the future, um, what that. Agreement is God, what is it you want to do and help us to grow in unity? All those marriages that are listening in, in particular, uh, my brother here, Jordan in Pennsylvania, God help him in Jesus' name, amen.
2: Thank you, Pastor Ed.
3: All right, hey, stay in touch. I mean, I think that how you guys resolve this will be very good for people to hear that are listening because it's not unusual. Um, and it's not unusual and I think talking it through would help you guys a lot. Believe me, I I really believe that.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'll um I'll I'll keep you updated.
3: Okay, Thank good. I look forward to it. God bless you, brother. 303-690-3000 is the number. Um again, on different topics, Marie and I, my wife, we've been married 33 years. We've We've had all kinds of disagreements over the years, all kinds of things that we have had to compromise on, and not compromise like in sin, but compromise to make a decision on what's best for our home, and how we exercise various freedoms that don't cross the line of sin. And I'm, I'm sorry, Jordan, I didn't mention this. Um, you're going to have to hear this next week. But um, I, I should have said as well, and I want to add to everyone listening now, that hey, when the line of sin is crossed, I mean, we have to agree on that. That that I, There's just no other way around that. But when it's not a sin or it is a uh, expression of freedom, biblical freedom, then we should have some prearranged agreements so we can minimize. We're never going to get rid of, although I have met a few marriages that very rarely, if ever, argue. But for the most of us, <laughs> argument and disagreements are a common part of marriage. and And the Holy Spirit's there to help us and help us grow and learn how to love one another in Christ. You hear the music. We'll be right back. This is Calvary Live.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Hey, second half of the program today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church. Uh, we're in Aurora, Colorado. Our website is CalvaryCO, stands for Colorado, Church, and all of our resources. We are a resourcing church. Uh, that's our role in the realm of disciple making and we would invite you uh, to be a part of our church near and far Um, download our free app just put my name there's many many Calvary churches so put my name Ed Taylor it'll pop our app up download it turn on notifications we have all kinds of info going through and one of the things that we've been doing for many years now is hosting a conference for ministry workers It is not a pastor's or pastor's wives conference, but they're all everyone that serves is welcome. So this is for pastors all the way, Sunday school teachers to men and women that want to serve. We call it refresh. And I can't remember what year we started this, but uh, it'll have to come to me. Um, But we wanted to create a conference that was not a conference in the sense that, oh, let's go and Bible Bible study all day, Bible study all day, Bible study all day, Bible study all day, and then go home. Um, now, don't misunderstand me. It, it, we do have Bible studies, but we have vibrant worship, and it's a fun. We're adding an extra day this year, even for a whole lot of fun and encouragement. And we want to bless those that come. And the the it's in October, but already the registrations are extremely robust. And today, actually, is the last day for early bird pricing. I want to invite you and you can come in. We have people coming in from all around the country. Uh, Even this year, we're adding someone from Hawaii. Uh, They're bringing their their ministry team with them, Oregon, Washington, Florida, you name it. Uh, Lots of friends from around the country and all the, and this is not like just for a Calvary chapel, although that's our family of church. This is for your Baptist friends, your Nazarene friends, your, uh, you know, the, anyone that's serving the Lord, um. And information on our conference is at calvaryco.church slash refresh. calvaryco.church slash refresh. And we invite you. you got to come. It it is an experience. I mean, we've had Passion Worship out before. We have had Revo Collective out. Uh, We have local guys teaching. uh, We've had um, wonderful men of God. From around the country. We don't. And one of the things with refresh. Is we don't announce. Uh, the, the special guests. All at once. Uh, even though I think we finally locked in. Um, our special worship. And all the teachers. We've locked them all in. I can't tell you this. How about this? Um, how about. Um, we tell you this. I'll give you this. This year's refresh. We will have. The in and out. Food Truck. Yes, the In-N-Out food truck has arrived in Colorado, and so uh, lunch will be available on one of the trucks you can purchase is the In-N-Out food truck, um, burgers and chips, and it is so cool. Do you know how many years we've wanted In-N-Out here since I moved in from Southern Cal? I know that's a, kind of a personal thing, but we have wanted it, and they're here all over now, so it's good. Best burger around. I challenge you to change my mind. In and out, best burger. 303 690 3000. Where are we? Uh, we're headed uh, to Aurora, coming back to Aurora. Sarah, uh, welcome to the program.
1: Hi, Pastor Ed. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, I had a question with um, in regard to predestination, but I've okay. got a crying baby, so I'm going to try to make it quick. Okay, great. Um, um, so, predestination, um, you know, I've, I've always taken it to mean as. Um, not taking the true Calvinistic approach of God um, decided, just predetermined that this person was going to go to heaven, this person was going to hell. Hell. But um, I've always taken it as God in his omniscience already knew who was going to go to heaven, who was going to go to hell, who was going to ultimately choose him, and who wasn't. And um, I've explained that to my mother, that that's the way I understand it to mean, and she thinks that when, that putting it that way is I'm putting more power in the person's hands versus in God's hands. And sure. I just need a better explanation of predestination of how it okay. actually works. It here, like it here Here's
3: matter. here's what I'll say when you go to your baby and you can listen uh, on, on the air. But uh, email me because it's such a common question. I have a lot of resources that you can look through slowly. Um, this is a, a question I answered in depth in a Bible study. And I have a real powerful uh, pamphlet that will help. So email me or text me on the text line, and I'll send you the links on predestination, foreknowledge, glorification, even five-point Calvinism um, from that angle as well. Uh, But I'll answer it. So you can go run to the kid, and I'll answer it. Ready? So predestination uh, literally means to determine beforehand, to mark out and appoint. In other words... The biblical definition of predestination is that God in advance, independent of you or me, but knowing you, chose you. So God in advance, independent of you, but knowing you, chose you. The Lord has predetermined the destiny of every person who would believe in him. Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5 verse 11, 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 20. He chose and called us which leads us to the question that your mom is wrestling with and says now, and, and she's wrestling with it on the other side going, you're just giving too much credit to humanity. Um, you're just giving too much power to man. And and here's what I would suggest. Um, there is a synergy between the, the sovereign powerful work of God and the ability for a human being, you and me, to make independent, free-will decisions. Now, even people want to debate on how much free will you have, but obviously there are abilities to make decisions. Um, And again, just set aside all the debates for a second. God has enabled, by creating us in his image, uh, that we can make decisions. And while our decisions might be tainted because of sin, our decisions are honored. And God will be a debtor to no man so that he himself will not be responsible, nor is he responsible directly for anyone going to hell. So, where does man come in with this? Well, I think we have one of the greatest examples. We have two. Well, we have a lot of examples, but let's think of two for a second. Is it possible for God, sovereign, omniscient, omnipotent, Completely independent, all powerful, all knowledge. Is it possible for God to freely interact with human beings without losing his sovereignty, without losing his power? And the answer is yes, of course. Is it so? Question number two Is it possible for God, with all those attributes, to condescend? To the level of man, and again, some might be offended by the word condescend, but all I'm saying is, will he, will he, willingly give up his rights and privileges to connect with you and me? And once again, the Bible answers that Philippians chapter one or chapter two. Yes, of course, Jesus, the Son of Man, um, gave up his divine prerogative and came to earth and put on a human body. I think the eternal son of God putting on a human body is a very condescending. And again, don't we think of that word like you talk down on someone. It's just simply coming down to our level. And God certainly did come down to our level. And you hit the key because putting those two together can be challenging because you might make a decision that's more heavy sovereignty and then diminishes any free will of man and then And then as your mom's feeling right now, she thinks that the way you're describing it is diminishing God and giving man more more power. And it's simply not true. God will always be God. And man will always be man. God will always be the initiator. And man will always be the responsible one. And the enormity of this glorious truth is, is powerful. And the bridge, I think, and you touched on it, the bridge, I think, is the foreknowledge of God, something we simply don't have. If we had foreknowledge, we would make entirely different decisions. I mean, think about it. The only form, and I'm going to use a really bad illustration, but um, I think it makes the point, so I'm not advocating gambling here. Just want everybody to know. But if I knew the outcome of the Stanley Cup finals, the Avalanche and Tampa Bay Lightning this year, if I knew ahead of time that the Avalanche would win, and I don't mean i if I thought they would win or the odds said that they would win or they might win, but quite literally, if I knew exactly 100% like I had the 4 that they would win, then I would go to whatever betting sites. Again, uh, I want to be clear. I'm not a betting man. I'm not a gambling man. Um, however, if I was... Then I would put all my money on the avalanche and be a multi-cajillionaire. Like it, foreknowledge is powerful, and it changes everything. It, it it brings context to decisions that God makes and how He's chosen to make it. And again, God makes the rules; I don't make the rules. And He calls me to make a decision. He calls me to respond. He holds me accountable for my decisions. And I reject the view that is espoused by Reformed theology and by. Um, in some cases five point Calvinists or double predestiny. I, I reject that wholesale, one hundred percent. Making God the responsible party. It it's he, he's not just he he even though you might have all the T's crossed and the I's dotted in a man made system of religion, it still doesn't mean it's biblical. It's still just an interpretation. That's all it's still just an interpretation. One that we can disagree on. One that we can um Wholeheartedly say, "No, I don't see God like that." Um, I found this quote, and I, I don't know who to attribute it to, but I'll read it to you. Uh, I, I should have put it down, but it's not—it's not, it's not um, my quote, but I found it, and I, it does—it does, it does um, give a good view of how I see this. A thoroughly reformed interpretation of the gospel is not the gospel after all. It is merely an interpretation. So those of us outside of the Reformed camp are still preaching Christ, even if our interpretation doesn't match yours line for line. Paul wrote then, What then? Only in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed and that I rejoice. It's still just an interpretation. And so I would encourage you, email me or text me. I'll send you. I have this already set up, ready for anybody that wants it, that's been wrestling uh, with the um he wrestling with the topic of calvinism, uh predestination, glorification, the sovereignty of god, the free will of man. I we'll have them all set aside if you want them. Email me. Um, but I hope that helps and I'd love to give you more information you could process them even further. 303-690-3000 is the number uh taking your calls and questions. We're going to head over oh, we're going to stay. Actually, in Aurora, Kari, welcome to the program. Hey, Kari, how are you? Ah, Kari had a great question. Um, let me get back to it. It says, "I'll read it to you." Um, she's been uh, texting with a friend, trying to witness. Claims to be an agnostic. Isn't interesting in visiting church. Any advice? Yes, yes, yes. Lots of advice, uh, lots of advice. So let's talk. Let's start uh, with the the thought that you are the church, Kari, and you are already in this agnostic's life. And the invites to church are wonderful at the appropriate time. I think you should. Continue to do that. Maybe not even a church service. Like like for us, we're having a baptism coming up on Wednesday. So now it just becomes an invitation to the reservoir. Uh, come out to the reservoir because my church is doing something. It's not a church service, and you can assure them of that. But, you know, you, that's why we have these various events that provide opportunity for invitations in a church setting that doesn't feel like church. And so we're going to baptize over, I think right now over a hundred people are going to get baptized in a couple weeks and we still have signups. So I'm sure the number is going to increase and we're going to have a fun time right there publicly at the reservoir. And uh, we're going to um, share the gospel. We're going to sing together. Um, And, and so that that's a possibility, but I would say, Kari, just be yourself. And you can talk the Bible without quoting it. Oh, the baptism is actually next Wednesday. So there you go. Next Wednesday. So you can quote the Bible without, um, without, you can talk the Bible without quoting it. Uh, so you can, you can share with a person, uh, you could share with a person the, um, the, the love of god you, have you ever heard about jesus um this jesus did this he said that it's amazing what do you think about that um but typically typically the um an agnostic is still someone that recognizes the supernatural and you know we're on on a lot of different topics we are Entering into a time postmodernism and even more than that, where logic and reason are no longer tools in our toolbox. But see, we it for those of us are, I mean, not me in particular, but those that have been re- leaning on logic and reason all these years, um, without leaning on love or leading with love. Um, now you, you're gonna have to learn how to lead with love again. So, your agnostic friend, you just start doing kind things, you bring kind. Uh, things you ask him, would you willing really to read something with me? Would you willing to go to coffee with me? And you just talk to them. And your, your goal is to like the Bible says, you're like a farmer. You're going to plant seeds. You're going to encourage, you're going to answer questions. Maybe they have questions. Why are you agnostic? Well, oh, I think that I can't believe that God would do X, Y, and Z, and then you can get them a real answer. You say, well, that's a good, I understand where you're coming from. And, and I don't have the answer right now, but I will go get the answer and help answer their questions help um, you know help them process why they're agnostic agnostic and why and and just really value them as the human being that's created in the image of God and talk to them you know sometimes with agnostics i just like to talk to them about like as if they were believers and just talk to them straight up is what the bible says is that but you're in their life and that's a good thing and by the way i've said all these dates our water baptism is july 13th at 6 p.m. at the Aurora Reservoir. And we are so excited because it's been many, many, many years since we had a baptism at the reservoir. And now we're going back public, and I'm excited about it. It's new for us. We've never done a Wednesday night baptism in the summer at the reservoir. So I'm very excited. It's brand new for us, but it's going to be great and grand. And I'm just so, I was signing all the certificates yesterday. And just so encourage each person. And then some of the names I recognize, some of the kiddos that are being baptized, some of the families that seeing the uh, young girl that was uh, born in our church and now her parents are baptizing her. Oh, nothing sweeter. Um, So good. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. So we had a text question real quick. Can you explain the man and woman in Genesis when God created woman in Genesis 2? That's a great question because it's actually a common question. Chapter 1 of Genesis gives a thir- give, takes us through the days of creation individually. Man and woman were created chronologically in chapter 1. And Chapter 2 gives us insights on s- some specifics of creation that already happened. It is not a recreation. It is, not a re- it is a retelling of what was already told in chapter 1. So chapter 1 is the creation of man and woman. Chapter 2 is deeper insights on the creation of man and woman. And it's that simple. In Colorado, David on line one. Welcome to the program. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. You're on the air.
5: Okay, awesome. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I had a question. I'm just like, just like with just in um, relationships in general with coworkers and just you know whoever ends up um, whoever ends up in my life. Um, just learning to trying to figure out how to um, be a part, but yet still love the person and like you know, not, not, and not, like, and still hating their sin, you know. I have a hard time, I think, like, trying to separate the two, and I just feel like oh, I'm trying to, like, be a witness on my work, you know, and there's, like, you know, and there's just, um, they've tried to, like, entice me to steal, and just, I've noticed that they lie a lot and stuff, and, you know, it's, like, I, I, I tend to, like, separate myself from that, but then at the same time, it's, like, how do I still love somebody when I'm separated from them, you know, and I've, I feel like I'm kind of having a like, an inner struggle with that, you know. Uh, I just thought he had any thoughts on
3: that at all uh-huh. yeah i think I think that it is a struggle, so let me just affirm that it is a struggle, and it is a um a, a really deep challenge to live in this world, right? We're in this world, but we're not of this world and and it requires walking into a workplace and being around that environment. It really requires a, a an extra focused commitment. Uh, in your relationship with Jesus to be prepared um to be built, you know, built up in the Lord and to be ready for it and 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 being uh, especially careful that we don't um that we don't respond um that we don't find ourselves reacting and responding rather than um walking in with the authority that God has given to us. Uh, and, and so it it really is important that you are prayed up and you're ready to go and you're, you know, you're, you're in need of his spirit, uh, every day, all day of what God has for you. And, and just knowing that, um, it's important that you, um, trust him and are filled with his Holy spirit. Like it's, but it's hard. I, I mean, there's not much more to say than to affirm that, yeah, you're right. It's very hard. And it requires you to pay careful, careful attention um, so that you are walking in the Spirit.
5: Okay. Awesome. Thank you. That's, that makes a lot of sense, also. Yeah. Um, I don't.
2: I, and can, can, can
5: kind of like not be like participating in what they're doing? Can that be kind of a witness in itself even? Or.
3: It can because you're going to have to draw the line. So I don't right. even think you have a choice. Like you're going to have to draw the line. You're going – I remember when I got saved, I, I worked in uh, in an industry where we were all just young and partying all the time. and uh, And we did a lot. And then when I got saved, it really, and I wouldn't go with them anymore. And I wouldn't, I'd be, I have a Bible now and I'm witnessing with them. And I don't know that I was the best witness, but like I was eager and zeal. I was like, you guys are like, and I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't remember, have recollections, but it wouldn't surprise me if they go, yeah, man, you were just telling us we're going to go to hell if we don't repent. Like I, I'm sure I witnessed that way in the beginning. And one guy was so mad at me. They were so mad at me. I remember walking to my car after a shift, and one of the guys was coming. I had my Bible in my hand. He knocked my Bible out of my hand, calling me preacher boy or something like that. And I mean, I was so mad and angry. But my life and the change in my life, how dramatic it was, where just a month or so we were in Vegas together. And now here he is reading the Bible, telling me I'm a sinner. I'm no sinner. I'm like, bro, you're a sinner because I used to sin with you, you're right, kind of conversation. Um, really did speak to, like, I'm, not only were they upset, but they were really mad at me. And, yeah, I couldn't participate. I couldn't go to Vegas anymore. I couldn't be um, talking about women or making fun of people. Or my my whole life changed. And it was an offense to many that I worked with.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Um- there's always that, that verse, too, that Paul said, like, you know, he became all things to all people, but that doesn't mean you share in their sin, right? I mean, you,
3: you no, to, not like, at all.
5: Like you said, you have to draw the line. That's where you draw the line, probably, right? Is you, you stop it there. But I just wonder what that what that really means, is to like, to be all things, you know? Like, he said, like, you know, he was— Yeah.
3: Okay, you know, so— you we're
5: know, were under the law and all that kind of thing. Well, but, I mean,
3: think about it. I'll give you some examples from the same thing. You know what? The industry you know, I was in, like, they had meetings at, at bars all the time, and my bosses would get drunk and— um, you know, they would do their thing and, and I would be at the meeting with them, not drinking. Like I, I, I can go, I can be in certain places, uh, without sinning. Um, and, and even I remember telling them like, cause they were the kind of guys that would take a lunch at about 11 o'clock and then they would stay out till four or five and then come back and work all night because their marriages were a mess or they were single or they could do that. And I'm like, man, I can't do this. Like I came to work and I'm not being, I'm not going to stay here all night. I've got a young family at home. And so I finally told them, Man, I'm not going there anymore. You got, And I, so I both participated with them up to sin. Like I could, if, if that's why, if that's what I was required to do, then I can do that. Um, and then it also came a point where I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, you guys can party all you want, but I'm going back to work. I'm going to do my work in work hours and i'm going to go home and be with my family. You guys don't want to be with your family. That's your problem. Um but that's not my problem kind of conversation. Um that's one example of being all things. Um another example of being all things would would be to be interested in what they're interested in. Um you know, maybe they're interested in cars. Um and and you could get interested in cars so it becomes a bridge of the gospel or interested in football or like i think sometimes we're too busy preaching or we can be too busy preaching against sin when there's a lot that we can be a part of without sin uh, there's a lot that we can be in we don't always have to oh you know that i don't I'm not into cars because there's a there's um you know um, ugly music playing in the background you know sinful music whatever I'm like yeah that's going to really help the gospel a lot um, why don't you just learn to deal with the music and go to the car show with them um, because you go to King Supers and there I mean are you in Colorado um I just yeah, used the local market, <laughs> but it's all, around, you know, you go to the supermarket King supers, by the way, is our market here, our Kroger supermarket. Um, but, uh, you go to the supermarket and there's all kinds of music there and you're like, uh, you go shopping still, you know? So like, I think that there is a sense where we all need to learn the line that we can't cross, but I think that's important that we live our life in the world. Just understanding we're going to be surrounded by a lot of junk um, and I don't have to be the one that points out sin all the time. I can just be with someone and value them as a friend.
5: And you probably have to be really like, um, you know, you probably have to be walking with the Lord for a while to like not be influenced the wrong way. Right. I mean, you have to be like strong in your faith and stuff. And
3: yes, I know. I mean,
5: like, you know, cause you know, what? yeah,
3: I've been walking with the Lord for 33 years and temptation is still very real in my life. I mean, there's still, I right. still yeah. live in this world too. Like it's, and what it requires is not so much a lot of years following the Lord, but I believe what it requires is just a life with the consciousness of God. Wherever I go, God is with me. Wherever I go, I live in Christ. Wherever I go, I I want to honor him, and I want to live in the power and the presence of God among me. I want to live with the fear of God. And then, of course, I want to honor my wife. I want to honor my children. I want to be usable for the church I get to serve in. So, so yes, you can develop more habits over time, but day one, as much as day 5,000, it's just the simple grace of God that empowers us to live a holy, righteous life in a world that is so anti-God.
5: Yeah, wow, that's very well put. Thank you.
3: That's- God bless you, my brother. God bless you. Bye bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number for tomorrow because we are up at the end of the show, the end of the show, and uh, grateful that you have chosen to um, to be with us today. Uh, thank you. Uh, email me if you want information, or text me. You can text the line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven, and I'll respond with my um, uh, with these links for um, predestination Calvinism. My email is ed at edtaylor.org dot org. Ed at taylor dot and you can connect with me there as well. Bless you guys. Be encouraged. Plan to be in church this weekend plan to just surrender your life. We're looking at the spiritual gifts, the gift of prophecy this weekend. It's going to be amazing. So good. Bless you guys. Good night.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.